And it's time for the favorite quiz show, Minds Over Matter, with moderator for today, Lloyd Fisher, educator. He's accompanied by technical editor Kara Pace and music critic Joshua Cosmo. And it's got to be our moderator for today, Lori Fisher. Thank you very much, Damien, and welcome everybody to Minds Over Matter, including our old theme song is back for a day. So anyone's expecting I Know What You Know is getting a regular theme song, but you're not getting Dana Rodriguez, who's taking care of some personal business today. So I am on this morning with Kara Pace and Josh Cosman, looking forward to a wonderful show. As you probably know, in case you are listening for the first or 30th time, it's a general knowledge, trivia, information show. We cover news, TV, literature, history, geography, movies, local color. And since Dana's away, maybe sports and pop music might slip in there. We don't know. It is an audience participation show, and your participation is welcome. We have two phone numbers, 415-841-4134. Repeat it again, 415-841-4134. And as a kind of an artifact of the past, I don't know if anyone needs toll-free numbers, but we have one. 866-798-8255, 866-798-8255. We have an email address, which is mindsovermatter1, the number one, at gmail.com. I know in the morning slot, Dana has been reading uh, answers to emails on the air, answers to questions. I can't do that because I don't have access to that, but flood the email with comments and suggestions for next week, including anything you want to say about the theme song, and Dana will be reading them during the week. Um, we do have a podcast at klw.org is the best place to listen, and it usually is posted right after the show, and if you want to hear any of the classic shows, you can find them all there or any other places you get your podcast. So it's early on. I uh, encourage everybody to call in early and often and get your answers in. We have a great panel today, and we'll start off with a round of introductions and then a round of questions, and then we'll turn it over to the audience. Uh, Let's see. I have one here. Kira Pace has been blinded by the blue. That's right. You can have the sun. I'll have the moon. Um, (laughs) Joshua Cosman just ran into our virtual studio, panting and out of breath from having filed his review of last night's San Francisco Symphony concert mere moments ago. Nice. Uh, yeah, that is true. Always living on the edge of the deadline. That's me. Uh, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> this week's substitute moderator, Lori Fisher, is hoping that Damian, Joshua, and Kira treat him considerably better than they treated their high school English substitutes. And no, he will not be letting us out early, so we won't even ask. Thank you for not asking. We'll be here the whole time, and we'll start out with Kira Pace. Okay. Uh, So I have a quick lead-in question followed by my list question. Actually, no, I'm not going to do the lead-in. I'm just going to do the list. Uh, All right, so I have a thematic list of characters. So for each character, I will give you a short description, and you tell me the character's name. So I have a total of six. Are they from literature, movies, my personal life? Um, Where are they from? Yes, all of the above. Most of <laughs> most of the above. And what's the do we need to know the theme or is that not that important? I feel like you'll 
figure. Set, out. Settle down, Lori. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Just so I will, excited. <laughs> so again, I'm going to give you a short description of a character, and you tell me the character's name. Please don't answer unless you know the name of the character. Uh, and how, each, how many are on this list? There are six. Okay. The first I would like one to number my lists is okay. what character sells magic peelers to the people of Mount Judge, Pennsylvania? What character sells magic peelers to the people of Mount Judge, Pennsylvania? Number two, what character was offered a gig hosting battles at the shelter after besting Papa Doc? What character was offered a gig hosting battles at the shelter after besting Papa Doc? Uh, the third one is what singer at LA's Ink and Paint Club was initially going to be voiced by Rusty Taylor. Uh, Rusty Taylor being the, the voice of Minnie Mouse. What singer at LA's Ink and Paint Club was initially going to be voiced by Rusty Taylor? Number four is what creature who lives on the moon makes the elixir of immortality for the goddess Change? What creature who lives on the moon makes the elixir of immortality for the goddess Chang'e. Uh, what character, this is the fifth, what character voiced by Kevin Clash is the bellhop at the Furry Arms Hotel? <laughs> Again, the character voiced by Kevin Clash, who is the bellhop at the Furry Arms Hotel. And finally, what two words fill in the blank in this quote from British-born author and journalist Simon Winchester. So two words that fill in this blank. Ever since I was four years old, I have said blank at the very moment of waking on every single first day of every single month that has passed. That quote again, you will give me a two-word answer. Ever since I was four years old, I have said blank at the very moment of waking on every single first day of every single month that has passed. A quote from Simon Winchester. All right, so a lot Ooh. of characters. A lot of characters. And I, I'm, please, I'm going to turn one. my all my guesses over to Josh because I know none of them. So I don't know any of them, but I had one guess as we went through them, and I was proud and happy to see from question six that my guess was correct. So clearly the ink and paper in Los Angeles is the kind of nightclub that would have as a star chanteuse, Miss Jessica Rabbit. Jessica ah. Rabbit is correct. And that was just a guess, but the answer to question six is rabbits, rabbits. Oh, uh, rabbit, rabbit, rab rabbit, rabbit. Sorry. You're yeah, it's that is not quite right. Ooh. You're on the right, right track. Yeah. And right. one of the alternatives for this quote is rabbits, 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 three rabbits. Oh. But right. in this particular case, that is not quite right. I think there are variants of this tradition, maybe. I mean, there are variants. This person, this journalist. Got it. Um, you have to, we have to figure out the exact Winchester. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And, and I don't there, know. And there's a reason rabbits. for this particular quote as opposed to rabbits, rabbits, rabbits. But yes. So that, Mostly so, there. So, Josh, we could assume that they're all rabbit. Re I rabbit kind adjacent. of was getting there anyway, but I, um, oh. Uh, go ahead. Well, I, I, I kind I, of one, think the go first ahead. One, I don't yeah. know. One might one must be Bugs Bunny, but that's I don't what know. I was thinking. And I, yeah. at, at first, the bellhop sounded like Bugs Bunny, which is, I assume, why she didn't why she mentioned the voicer and it wasn't Mel Blanc. But now it occurs to me, looking back at this list, that that 
that the person who might that someone who might sell badge appealers in Judge PA might well be Bugs Bunny. That is incorrect. That, that is, is incorrect. Incorrect. All right, then I'm out. All right, ding ding. We don't have a bell today, so those just got two. So, Kira, give us what is out there. Okay, um, the ones that are still left yeah. are what character sells magic peelers to the people of Mount Judge, Pennsylvania? I'm looking for the character who was offered a gig hosting battles at the shelter after besting Papa Doc. I'm looking for the creature who lives on the moon who makes the elixir of immortality for the goddess Change. I am looking for the character voiced by Kevin Clash, who is the bellhop at the Furry Arms Hotel. And finally, I'm looking for the exact two-word answer that fills in the blank from this quote from British-born author and journalist Simon Winchester. Ever since I was four years old, I have said blank at the very moment of waking on every single first day of every single month that has passed. All right, excellent. Listeners, call in with your rabbit-related or rabbit answers. And Josh, your turn. All right. Um... Let's see. I had a, a theater question, but I'll hold off on that so we don't double. Here's here's my here's my regular sports question for when Dan, uh, for when Laurie and I appear together. Um, the the four North American professional sports leagues that are played by men, which is to say the NFL, the NHL, the NBA, and Major League Baseball. Um, uh, but among the four of them, have uh, nine. Wait. Let me count again. Yes, I wrote seven, but it's actually nine. There are nine teams in those four leagues whose names do not end with the letter S. Ah. How many of those can you name? Okay, so Kira? I didn't mean to suggest that this was not a Kira question. Only that yeah, because Kira's going to pick off the Orlando Magic right now. I knew you would. I was thinking of you as I wrote it down. Mm. Orlando, uh, Orlando girl going to represent. <laughs> Well, I and might that, as well get Miami Heat in there as well. And just that is correct. What, what should you say? Did you have another one? Miami Heat. Nice. All right. Good. Um, well, go I, I definitely go with the most misnamed team now in the NBA, the Utah Jazz, mm-hmm. being maybe one of the least jazz states. And then, um, well, are you going to count the Chicago White Sox? Of course. Okay. That's my home well, team. Why would I not? Because sometimes I I hoard in in horror oh, see in people spell it. Well, no, sometimes I see it. <clears throat> excuse me, S O C K S. Well, okay, sure, but I mean, is not good. Yeah. So if they that, if they call them the Orlando Magic, we're not going <laughs> to count that either. And that means I'll throw in the Red Sox for no extra I wish, charge. I hope you would. Good. Yeah. All right. And that we'll leave the rest out there. We'll leave the that. rest out. So right. we're looking for the nine teams among the four North American professional sports leagues that are played by men. Uh, I'm old enough to remember when we just called those the major sports leagues. But <laughs> I'm trying to move past that a little. Very good. Uh, although not to the extent of actually knowing what those team names are, because I'm a creature of my generation. Um, uh, that Whose names do not end with S. In Major League Baseball, we've got White Sox. The Chicago White Sox, the Boston Red Sox. In the NBA, we've got the Miami Heat, the Orlando Magic, the Utah Jazz. That leaves four more in the various uh, other leagues. Not the other leagues. We haven't completed those yet. But And we'll see if a bell works. Yeah. Damien, hear that? Okay. We'll mm-hmm. keep going with the ding. And let's go to our first caller. Hello, you're on Minds Over Matter, and welcome. Good morning. Good morning, Tom and Debbie in Napa. Hey, Tom. Hey, Debbie. Welcome. Your distinguished crew. It's great. I hope Dan is off having a good time. 
he, he he's there yeah and he's listening so we don't want we don't want to say anything disrespectful to dana we love him <laughs> never <Our laughs> learless feeder um sports then why not uh the first world series home run was hit uh, in 1903 Whoa. uh by a jimmy sebring of the pittsburgh pirates he hit it against cy young of boston and that first home run in 1903, there's something virtually unique about it, uh, unusual for any home run, and that it happened to be the first World Series home run uh, makes it an even more interesting trivia question. But what can you tell me about that very first home run in 1901 that is virtually not the case with any other home run in any game? Huh. I mean, it happens, but it's very, Was it very in- rare. How about an inside the park home run? Ding! Hey, there's the ding. I'm going to stay on the line, by the way, and be your bell today. Well, that's good. All right. Uh, Very good. Yeah, that's exactly right. Apparently, the first World Series home run was an inside the park home run. Wow. Well, sometimes the fences were so far back that I think that might have been the case. That's an interesting point. Yeah. Enlighten me, because I know in like the inside the park home run is rare, but I don't have a good sense of how rare. Like I thought, it, it happens every once in a while, surely, right? Or is it? Yeah, this seems rare? to suggest it's one in a thousand. Huh. That's, that might be about right. Yeah, I there's probably a thousand home runs a year. I bet it happens two or three times a year. I'm just guessing. Okay. All right, Thanks. I got that. Thank you, Tom. Out of my system. One more quick question. Sure. Um, <clears throat> of the top one percent. Of the richest people in the United States, um, they and their their kin. What percent do they make up of Ivy League schools? And in this Ivy League, they go ahead and also throw in the University of Chicago, Duke, MIT, and Stanford. Plus, they call them the the Ivy League Plus, is what mm-hmm. this group is distinguished. And what percentage of their students? come from the 1% richest folks in the country. Gosh, Carrie, you got to guess uh, on this. I'm going to go a little lower, perhaps, just because I don't know how many kids they have, like, in the grand scheme of, <laughs> of the country. But let's, let's I, I I'll start they're... with 10%, and you can high-low me off that. So 10%. You're smart not to go too high. It, it is higher than that. Gosh. So 20? And right at... Split the difference? <laughs> I'm going with 15. Oh. <laughs> yeah, 15 and I did not go to an Ivy League school. And we loosened the jar lid for him, and he pulled it right off. <laughs> there you go. The teamwork. And, uh, Thank you, Tom. The average rate uh, of acceptance uh, of those schools is 5% of yeah. the people hmm. who apply. So, anyway, great show. And Thank you. Talk to you next week. Great. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. Let's take another call. Oh, welcome. You're on Minds Over Matters. Hi, Zid. How are you? Good morning. Good, Zid. Welcome. Very good. So I have a question about one subject you mentioned often, movies. Movie star, Omar Sharif, the great Egyptian movie star. I'll tell you three uh, things about him. Tell me which of the three are true. First, <laughs> it was real fat when he was a child. Second, that uh, he was a woman with a gun. Uh, in uh, Texas, Dallas, Texas, 1971, knocked on his door, came inside with a gun, and asked him to make love to her. <laughs> Three, uh, in his interviews, 
in little life, he said he's only loved uh, his Egyptian wife. Uh, okay, which of the three is correct? <clears throat> Out of the hundred women he had, you know, he was involved romantically with the only Egyptian wife, Fatin Hamama. She's very, very pretty. Uh, she passed away as well, a uh, movie star. Uh, I'll go with the two? middle one being correct because you had the most detail for that. Okay, no. Which, okay, he was a very fat child. In fact, his mother sent him to a particular uh, school to control his weight and put him in strict diet. Second, the Texas rape incident. And the woman oh, actually okay, had well, now we're not. Gun. Now we're, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then the list. third one, the Egyptian wife. Which of the three are, are true? So Kira uh, guessed the gun one, right? Yeah, just because he had the most detail yeah. for it. Okay. Yeah. No, actually, all the three are correct. Oh, there you go. All the yeah. three a are trick correct. Question. All right. Yeah. One. One. One of the. One of the. I actually sent you that video. That video of the woman trying to have sex with him in Dallas, Texas, 1971, is all over the internet. You can very easily Google it. In fact, I emailed it to you. It's <laughs> also you. on my Facebook page. I'm, sh- I'm sure Dana will. <laughs> Dana will be on it. <laughs> I'm sure. Thank you. I'm wondering yeah. why he's okay. giving this. Yeah, very quick comment about last time. All yeah. right. So uh, we talked about the twin paradox, where you have uh, uh, one brother goes uh, to you know very fast, close to speed of light, and uh, to a star somewhere nearby, and he comes back, and he only aged a uh, few years, but he found that his his brother. His twin brother is uh, age over 100 years, depending how fast he was going, and it also depends how long he was going. One other fact about time. Time is relative. It really is. you notice that time is running too fast these days? Okay. The other question, the other thing about time, if you live in a basement or at the top of high rise, where do you age more? Right in the basement or the, the top age, of the high rise? I think... I think you age slower at the top of the building because there's less gravity? Correct. Actually, it is opposite. Gravity slows time. Oh. (laughs) Well, there you go. Thank you, Ede. Yeah, yeah, no, it's kind of interesting questions. And actually, you know, these airplanes uh, have proven that. You can actually prove also the astronauts, also the uh, the satellites. You can show that, and you you can measure the time. Not only that, the concept of GPS uses this thing to show you where location is. So science is real, everybody. This is very, very, very more than a strange universe. Okay. All thank, of you, thank you very much. Thank, and in memory for the science was a great, great actor. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Well, very good. Okay, I'm going to ask a question now. I read an article about, <clears throat> excuse me, product placement. And supposedly, these are the five most successful product placements where the product has been placed and paid for, and so they could track the increase in sales based on the appearance in these movies or TV shows. So I'm going to give you six of them. You tell me the product that was placed there, and um, then I'll tell you how much it increased. It was at least 15%, sometimes as much as 65%. First one is the movie E.T. E.T. <laughs> the second one is the TV series Stranger Things, now in season I don't know what. The third one is Wallace and Gromit, A Close Shame, the Greek cartoon. Next is the um, uh, series Fleabag that was recently on TV. The very successful series Bridgerton is number five. And the last one is Top Gun, the original Top Gun in 1986. 
If I'm looking for E.T., Stranger Things, Wallace and Gromit, A Close Shave, Fleabag, Bridgerton, and Top Gun, what product was placed there? And supposedly they could measure the amount of uh, increase in sales based on their placement there. Uh, I'll give you one and a half each. How's that? <laughs> anyway, go ahead. What you got, Josh? I've, I'm going to thank you for letting me go first because I only know the obvious one, which is E.T. is famously Reese's Pieces. It is. And supposedly a 65% increase in sales based on E.T. Wow. And I'm, and, and I'm sad that I don't know what the product placement in Fleabag is because I totally love that show and watched it, you know, adamantly. Um, it, it, or it will, re- not... it will, it will yeah. ring a bell when you hear it. I'm sure it will. But yeah. I guess it, I read it. I watched it too long ago. And yeah. When you say half, I've I've never seen Top Gun, and I'm going to try and keep it that way. But I feel like isn't there aren't there scenes of them all drinking like Diet Pepsi or Diet Coke? Is there a Diet yeah. Soda? Of some the kind? Top Gun one is the Ray Ban sunglasses. Absolutely oh, not a thing, really. Yeah. Really, they weren't. Not really. No. And then forty percent wow. increase in sales within four months of the of the movie. Ding for a bell wow. on that. Okay. Uh, so that that's our half. And yeah. then, well, I uh, was expecting you to go Stranger Things because that's, well, that's the jam. Yeah, right? that one's Ego. Ego, Ego waffles. It is indeed very good. All right. So we have E.T. Reese's Pieces, Josh Scott, Top Gun, Ray Ban Ray Ban glasses, sunglasses, and Stranger Thing Ego waffles. So we're looking for Wallace and Gromit, a close shave. Fleabag and Bridgerton. What are the products placed in theirs? And we're going to go to a call. Hello and welcome to Minds Over Matter. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Just fine. How are you? Good. Good. Is this um, Fran? I called in right away because when I call in later, I can't get through. But so that means I don't really have an answer to any of your questions. Well, except, we're glad to have um, you. But I do have this. Oh, have a give yourself a give yourself a bell. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I want to thank you so much for bringing back the the uh, theme song. Oh, that was great, Damien. Damien, yeah, thank and, you and very I, much for that. <laughs> yeah, and I do have a little word puzzle for those of us that aren't too good at trivia, like myself. Okay, okay. This, this is a we're word getting, we're getting that some, we're getting these some two feedback from your radio. Oh, um, hold on. We're divine. getting some feedback from your radio. Could you turn your radio down, please? Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. That's better. Thank um, you. Okay. A sound that a chick makes, or perhaps peering into a window. That's peep. Very good. <laughs> okay. And um, something that controls your TV, or perhaps removed psychologically. Remote. Very good. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I like the bells. Okay. Is that it? Well, I really thank you. Yeah, that's it. Well, Thanks for thank you very much for the call. Hey, everybody. Okay. We're on Minds Over Matter, uh, audience participation show. And let's go to the next call. Hello. Good morning. You're on Minds Over Matter. Welcome. Hi, it's Peter Ambrino. Hey, how you doing, Peter? Good. Um, my wife has a freezer full of Eggos on account of Stranger Things. <laughs> it, it worked. Excellent. Um, I have a follow-up question uh, from last week. You may remember that uh, I was talking about the list of actors and actresses who have been nominated for uh, acting Academy Awards, so uh, supporting or best actor. Um, 
we were looking at uh, those who had a two-letter first name. Right. Uh, on that list, I find that there are only two who have an abbreviated first name. You mean it has an, a, a period in their first name? Yes, like J. Pierpont Morgan. Okay. Yeah, so it'd be like, okay. So, so and only two, two oh. actor or actresses nominated. And going back a sec, because I wasn't here last week, so that would be like what? Are these are nominate, nominees or winners? Sorry. Both. Both. You, so Ed, Ed you Harris only found or, two? Yeah. Last week it was like Ed Norton and Ed Harris, but this week he wants abbreviated names, right? Abbreviations. Okay, but, uh, yeah. Ed Norton was on the Honeymooners. He never yeah, got... No. I mean, it was Ed Wynn. It was Ed, Ed Wynn. Wynn, sorry, yeah. yeah. So it's just those two Eds. So, all right. So can I just, is one of them Murray Abraham, who's like my you favorite name to say? Okay. Oh, is that... Ding, that's very good. Uh, the sorry. other one is, is a name that uh, with which I was not familiar, and uh, Dana would probably know it. Um, it is a, a stage name. Um, because his his birth name was Henry Byron Lickfold, he couldn't uh, couldn't go on in Hollywood with that. Um, he was a, um, a silent star, uh, nominated for Best Actor in 1937, mm. Mm. and not not well known. This is the first time uh, well, I saw his name. Uh, his his name is not well known. Um, to, to, to make this uh, uh, work for us who do not have Danish knowledge, um, I'm going to give you uh, a scenario uh, um, in which he played. I want you to, to name the, his character name in this film. Um, and it's a film that we're all familiar with. Um, in this film, um, he played the proprietor of an establishment in which the heroine whispered her undying love into the deaf ear of the hero. So it's a, it's a Wonderful Life is the movie, yes. right? And it takes place in the pharmacy, right, I think? Yes. Okay. And is it the guy who plays Mr. Gower? No. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Josh, Josh and Kira, the rest is yours. I don't know what's No, the I didn't even recognize the scene. <laughs> I've, I think I've only seen that movie once. Wow. Once? I think so. Yeah, he's had opportunities for like forty years. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, he's busy. Um, yeah. I don't. Kira, do you know? No, I've never actually seen the movie. I've seen the Saturday Night Live version of that one <laughs> scene in the movie. I've seen it's, that like twice. Most, yeah. the most. It's a Wonderful Life to Fish in Panama. I've seen it eight hundred times, but I don't know the the actor's name. I think you better tell us. His Dan's name is H. B. Warner. All right, so I, I lost the thread of this question early on, and then I got to... I thought you were asking for actors and actresses who had the double initial. And then when Kira said F. Murray Abramson, I thought maybe F. Murray Abram, I thought I'd gotten it wrong. First, first name initial, initialized. Got it. Yeah. So just an initial in their first Abraham. name. Anyway, great, great question, and thank so you So J.K. Simmons is who I was going to go with, oh, but you're oh. not counting him, right? Oh, yes. It should be. Uh, Gosh, last week I, I totally uh, spaced That's on right. Al Pacino, so I guess I've spaced again. J.K. Simmons, oh, right. yeah, Good. was nominated, just, maybe even won. He Very won. Good. He won yeah. for yeah. Um, Whiplash. Uh, um, Whiplash. Thank yeah. you. Good job. Very good. All right. Thank you, Colin. Thanks. Thank you. All right. All right, K Kira. Hi. I have a question. Hi. <laughs> How about a question? <laughs> okay. 
Um, I don't know if I should do that one. So I'm just going to do this one real quick. Uh, though it will be the year of the rabbit, according to Chinese lunar tradition, um, that's tomorrow, I think. I see, I see a certain theme in your question mm. today. Uh, it's going to be the year of another animal in Vietnam. What is that other animal? Hmm. Again, another... though it will be the year of the rabbit, according to Chinese lunar tradition, uh, starting tomorrow-ish, uh, it will be the year of what other animal in Vietnam? Is it an animal that's also represented in the Chinese calendar? No. Okay. It is, however, represented in the Vietnamese lunar calendar, <laughs> which is similar in animal, but uh, not in this one. In animal life. Yeah. There's I don't a couple know. differences. Josh, what do you have? I got nothing. Yeah. Let's leave it, Kira, let's leave it out there. Say it one more time. Sure. Though it will be the year of the rabbit, according to Chinese lunar tradition, it will be the year of what other animal in Vietnam? Yeah, terrific. Anyway, okay, very good. Let's take another call. We're almost at the halfway point, but let's take a call before we get there. Hi, welcome to Minds Over Matter. Hi, it's Kim in San Francisco. I've got an answer Hi. for your sports teams that don't end in an S. Yes, tell me. Colorado Avalanche. That is correct. Take Bing. a bell. Very Bing. nice. Good. That's all I got today. Thank you. Oh, very good. Well, that was good. Thank you. Nice. I think we have time for another call. Hello, and welcome to Minds Over Matter. Good morning. Hi there, it's Danny and Sandra in Albany. Hey, Albanites. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Dan is not there, uh, but uh, us too. Great. Uh, Thank you. So, uh, we have um, teams without uh, S's. I say the Red Sox. If the White Sox count, the Red Sox should count. That's exactly right. Well done. Bing. Yeah, and uh, also note on on Tom Cruise. Hey, so didn't Tom Cruise wear Ray Bans in Risky Business? He did, but I don't think it was considered a product placement like it was in Top Gun. At least it didn't show up on my re reading about it, but I'm happy to give you a it bell for it. It may be a it. Tom Cruise thing. And the first thing I thought was, didn't he wear it in Rain Man? Didn't he wear those uh, yes. in Rain I think he did. I think yep. so. So yeah. it may just be a Tom Cruise thing. Yeah. Like, uh, he also wore he jockey shorts. Ray Dan, we just business. don't know it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, there's some sort of contractual obligation going on. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So uh, it's the year of the cat in Vietnam. That is correct. Year Ooh. of the Cat. Yes, and uh, mm -hmm. all hail uh, obsessive living, uh, listening to NPR for that one. I heard that <laughs> yesterday on some some show. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, about product placement, I, I don't know about product placement, but there's, uh, it reminded me of, of one uh, curious thing that, uh, again, uh, Dana would have all the details on this, but I, I, the opposite, a product uh, uh, unplacement uh, uh, thing that was uh, yeah. noted. And it happened one night. Clark Gable uh, takes off his shirt, and he has no undershirt on uh, on underneath it. And I understand that that uh, uh, undershirt sales dropped like 50% in the U.S. shortly thereafter. Um, I've, I've heard that story. I've heard that. Yeah, I thought you were going to. I thought you were going to pose it to us as a question, and I was <laughs> waiting. No, 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 no. But I do have it. I have a question. I have a, a couple really, really short ones. Um, I have what I think is the longest uh, the, the record of years between credited film appearances which is 79 years. Wow. And um, I, I will tell you that the, that the, that the uh, first date is in the sound era. It's not like some obscure silent movie. Um, but uh, this, uh, this uh, person uh, was 79 years between uh, film appearances. Any idea who that might be? Is it the is lady it... from Titanic? No. Ro what's her name? 
Uh. No, she she had a career. Uh, what's her name? Graham. Uh, I want to say Gloria Graham, but it's not Gloria Graham. It's somebody else. Graham. Um, was it quite that long a, a gap? Josh, you have one? No, I have no guess. I, I mean, yeah, it, until it, we it, heard the number, I was going to say maybe it's the guy from Goonies and and uh, can't, uh, can't everything. All, yeah, there you go. But uh, uh, that's no. Not I, even I, I was. I just sort of stumbled on this, and it was amused me. It's Baby Peggy. Who was in Eight Girls in a Boat in 1934, and then promptly dropped her career and was brought back to uh, uh, to appear uh, in a cameo at 95 in Bronco Billy and the Bandit's Secret in 2013. And was she still Baby Peggy then, or had she aged out of it? Uh, they did. They did not. They did not bear as Baby Peggy. No. That's right. Well, that's we haven't heard Baby Peggy's name in a long while. Thank you very much, Danny and Sandra. Take care. Alrighty, well, okay. See you. All right. We're just over halfway, and we should go over the questions that are still out there for our audience to nab. Kira. Okay, so uh, I had a thematic list of characters, and for each character, uh, I've given a short description, and I just want the name of the character. The ones that we have left are the character who sells magic peelers to the people of Mount Judge, Pennsylvania, the character who was offered a gig hosting battles at the shelter. I will go ahead and add the uh, the word rap battles at the shelter after besting Papa Doc. Uh, what uh, the creature who lives on the moon and uh, makes the elixir of immortality for the goddess Chang'e. The character voiced by Kevin Clash, who is the bellhop at the Furry Arms Hotel. And uh, the two words, which I will uh, hint, are also the name of a literary character, since I'm doing all characters here, that fill in the blank in this quote from British-born author and journalist Simon Winchester. Ever since I was four years old, I have said blank at the very moment of waking on every single first day of every single month that has passed. Josh, you got any more answers? Yeah, uh, for me, no. Okay. I'm looking for uh, sports teams from the four North American professional sports leagues played by men that whose team names do not end with S. Uh, so far, we've gotten White Sox, Red Sox, Colorado Avalanche, Utah Jazz, Miami Heat, and Orlando Magic. There are three more to go. Excellent. And we'll leave that out there. And I'm looking for product placements in three things. What product was placed in Wallace and Gromit, colon, a close shave? also in Fleabag, and also in Bridgerton. In each case, I think it was paid for and raised the sales of those products quite a bit. And Josh, let's have a question from you. All right, I have a question for you about Broadway musicals. Um, There's a thing in Broadway musicals called the 11 o'clock number, which is the big song that happens right before the end of Act Two, typically in the old days when they were later uh, curtain times, it would happen around 11 o'clock and everyone would go out happy and humming the tune. So I'm going to give you, I've got one, two, three, I've got seven here, uh, 11 o'clock numbers from famous Broadway musicals of past and more recent vintage. I'll just tell you the names of the songs and you tell me the show they're from. Number one is I Believe. Number two, I've Grown Accustomed to Her Face. Number three is Rose's Turn. Number four, I'm here. Number five, me and the sky. Number six, sit down, you're rocking the boat. And number seven, what I did for love. These are all uh, 11 o'clock numbers from Broadway musicals. Run them down one more time quickly. I believe I've grown accustomed to her face. Rose's turn. I'm here. Me and the sky. Sit down, you're rocking the boat. 
And finally, what I did for love. Why don't you take two each? Kara, what do you got? I only have two and a guess for a third. So do it. how many do you have? I think I have four. So give, give, give your two. Okay. In that case, uh, I've grown accustomed to her face is my fair lady. Yes, it is. And I believe, bless your soul for putting this on this list, is uh, the Book of Mormon. It certainly is. Which is the only Broadway musical I've ever actually seen. (laughs) Double dang. Very good. Good job. All right. Yeah, I thought Um, it was. What else you got, Dana? Uh, Lori, sorry. (laughs) Not, I can't speak for Dana. Uh, uh, it's just well, muscle down, memory at this point. Get out here rocking the boat is the first great musical I remember seeing as a kid, which is Guys and Dolls. That is correct. It's interesting because it seems earlier in the show than that, but probably it does, not. doesn't it? Yeah. But no, it's. And then I saw this show when it reopened on Broadway. What I did for love is from Chorus Line. Yes, it is. And, and well brought done. The house down. So read the Good. ones that are still out. So the there. ones that are still out are Rose's Turn, I'm Here, and Me and the Sky. Okay, really good question, and we'll go to a call. Good morning, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hello. Hi, this is again, uh, again, very quickly, just to say that Omar Sharif did take his clothes off to give the one for shooting him. <laughs> and then uh, the lady, I cannot oh make love under this condition. So she left. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Well, that, Thank you, guys. That was a, more, a little more Omar Sharif than we needed, but very good. Always good to hear from us. Always good to have the Omar Sharif update. It is. And we'll take another call. Good morning. You're on Minds Over Matter. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Hi. 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 It's John from San Leandro. Hey, John. And I had an answer for the Wallace and Gromit product. Oh, what is it? Uh, Wensleydale Cheese. That is the perfectly The factory sad. was actually going to close. Really? And they yeah, kept it open? Saved, saved the product completely. A ding wow. for you. Very nice. You have another one? Uh, nope, <laughs> that's it. Right. So, so, so wait a minute. Wensleydale is a is a brand name and not as it's I a, always it's thought. A, it's, a, a, it's a style of cheese, like cheddar or you know. Oh, okay, Swiss. that's what I thought. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Good. All right. Thank you very much, John. Okay. All right. I'm going to ask a question now. And this I, is I, a, real quick before you ask your question, Damien, yeah. is that a cowbell? <laughs> Nice. Oh. <laughs> nice. Okay. Sorry. More cowbell. <laughs> More cowbell. Absolutely. Ring it loud. All right. I'm going to ask a question that is good because Dana isn't here. And I think it's more in your wheelhouse than his. I watched a documentary recently on the making of Gone with the Wind. And I did not know there were four finalists who screen tested for the role of Scarlett O'Hara, which, of course, Vivian Leigh got. Who are the three really well-known finalists who were her competitors? Wow. Give you one and a half each, and that, that would be all three. So the three finalists, and in the documentary, which was on TCM, they show all their screen tests, and they couldn't be more different. Oh, how great. Yeah. So, Kira? No, I'm embarrassed, because I feel like this question has actually come up before. It might have. Not by me. Because when I saw it, I didn't, I, I kept, it was very exciting. So I, I, didn't, I knew one for sure, and the other two were a little. And they are. They're, like, really, really I, I, I think so, two, two of them are, I think all three are big and two of them are like, oh, this person's a star. Bigger I don't, stars than I, I don't know anything them. about this. So I'm just going to random guess. And I'm encouraged when you say it would be completely different from Vivian Lee. I'm going to guess Betty Davis. Not Be- Betty Davis apparently was in the running, but she did not make the okay. finals. Good all guess. Right. Kira, got one? I'm just going to guess Judy Garland and be wrong. 
Judy Garland, I think, was, well, maybe she was, well, how, it was 1939, was, it was the same year it's as the same year. Yeah, I was, yeah, I, that was my first probably, thought, was yeah. Judy Garland. I mean, she was a it, bit old for Dorothy, yeah. um, so, but, but probably a her. bit young for... Yeah, none of these, I don't know if any of them were known as, they might have sung in movies, but um, they're not known for their singing. So we'll leave that out there for the audience. We've got plenty of time for that. Can I take one more try? Absolutely. Is it is it either of the sisters? Is it Olivia de Havilland and or Joan Fontaine? You know, Olivia de Havilland, who got the supporting role. Oh, she's I, in it already. Never yeah. mind. Forget. Yeah, and all right. Then, that's that's why my brain was going to yeah. her, of course. And I, I don't okay. know that they would I don't know if they ever worked together. Did never they, mind. They, they were not very friendly. So that's I, what made me want to ask it. Yeah. Of course, it's a stupid question. All right. Never, not, I mean stupid answer. It's a good no. question. It's an excellent answer. Anyway. Anyway, so let's go to the phones now, and good morning. You are on Minds Over Matter. Welcome. Hi, is that me? It is you. Oh, who is it? This is speaking from San Francisco. Um, this has to do with the Chinese story of Chang'e, and she drank the elixir that was meant to be for her and her husband, but while her <laughs> husband was asleep, she drank all of it. And as a punishment, instead of going back to heaven, she ended up flying to the moon where she had to live for eternity with the rabbit, the jade rabbit, also called Yu or, or Ye Tu or Yu Tu, pounding ceaselessly with the mortar and pestle. <laughs> so that was her. So now when people look up at the moon, they see the rabbit, and sometimes they also see Chang'e. That is all correct. That is so, so wow. It must be yeah. very correct. That's yeah, jade, the jade rabbit was the yeah, character I was looking for, but thank you very much for need, the full need, story. We need cowbell. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Do you have another answer? Uh, I had the one about the cat in Vietnam, but somebody else got that. So that's hey, it. Thank you for asking good. a folklore question. You asked a lot of entertainment <laughs> questions, but I appreciated the folklore one. Okay. Terrific. Bye. All right. Um, let's take another call. Good morning. You're on Minds Over Matter. Welcome. Hi there. Hello. This is Alex in Oakland. Great. I have the, uh, the song I'm Here is uh -huh. from the musical The Color Purple. Correct. Nice. Well done. So I have a, um, our, for the team's question, are women's teams okay as well as men's teams? Um, they are Oops. fine. I just don't know the answers. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, can, I mean, I know. Mercury. I, what's that? Uh, Brittany Grider's team. But, Mercury. Uh, I have a question for you. Okay. What is the, uh, we just lost David Crosby. What is his connection to the Academy Awards? Ooh. I, I, I know this, but Kira or Josh, do you have it? I don't. And he grew up a really rich kid. His oh, father... that's right. I just read this in the obituary that his father yeah. won the uh, Academy Award for something or other. Cinematography. He was right. the cinematographer for High Noon. I don't know if he won for that, but he was kind of an established, really Hollywood famous cinematographer. Is that Flo it? Floyd Crosby, right? Yeah. Is yep. that correct? Very You're good. Right. Uh, he won for Taboo, which was actually uh, a silent film made after silent films. It was, wow. uh, um, I believe, Murnau's last film. Wow, interesting. Hollywood. And I, I, think, I think it was a wealthy family. I think he came from a famous Dutch family, uh, David yep. Crosby. Yeah. Went to uh, private school. Van, yes. Van Rensselaers. Yes. Yes. Good question and a, and a great loss. Very yep. good. Thank, Thank you very you. much. All right, uh, let's take another call. Welcome. Good morning. You're on Minds of a Rabbit. But I'm on hold. Not anymore. Oh, You're on the air. Alex here. Is he awake? <laughs> <laughs> are you talking about us? He doesn't have two of us are awake. Hello. 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 You're on Hello? the air. Hello. You're on the air. 
I'm on the air. Oh, hi. It's Andrea yeah. from Burlingame. And I have oh, a, a sports team that does an NMS. Uh-huh. Good. It's the Oklahoma City Thunder. That is correct. Well done. Okay. Good. Very and nice. I, I have one. I have a one of the broad. I think a, two of the Broadway shows that you haven't mentioned. Okay, bring um, them. Ro- Rose's turn is from Gypsy. That is correct. Ding. And I think Me in the Sky is from Wicked. Ooh, you know that's what I thought too as I was reading them out, and then fortunately I had written down the correct answers. It does seem like a wicked question, but that's, um, def- you know what? We're both thinking of defying, defying gravity. Some other show, I can't. It's a different. Sh- yeah, you've seen it. It was here a couple years ago, and I saw it, and it was a knockout. Um, yeah. Okay. The show, well, the song you and I are thinking of is called Defying Gravity. That's the big number at the yeah. end of the circuit. Um, also <laughs> okay. about flying, but this is a, this is one uh, sung by an actual pilot. If that helps. Oh, that's it. That's the girl from, uh, yeah, from Come From Away. Yeah. That is pilot. correct. Yes. Right. Well done. Good job. <laughs> all right. Thanks for the Thanks. Not <laughs> that knocks out all our all our eleven o'clock numbers. Very good. Thank you, Carlos. Let's see, Kara. How about a question from you? Medium or short? All right. Um, Can I jump in? I've got a, yes. a short one that yes. I want to get in before. Uh, uh, we'll get uh, you both in. We'll yeah, I don't mean to jump on the order. I always get. Uh, look at she's giving me those puppy eyes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I give you no eyes. Please continue. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. There's no stink just, eye. Just, I thought it, just I thought it was a little bit me. of a stink eye, but never mind. A little bit. A little. <laughs> okay. Bit. Go ahead, Josh. And got the Unabomber thing going. Um, um, the Americans, I'm just sort of doing this out of my head because it was suddenly occurred to me while we were talking. Um, Beatrice Wood was a famous American ceramicist, uh, a really legendary figure in that field. And she um, had been, a, as a young woman, a, a, a famous a sort of bohemian artist in Europe and then returned to the United States where she lived in Southern California to be a a very ripe old age, very elaborate woman with lots of jewelry and flowing robes and big hair and a wonderful sort of hippie bohemian artist type for decades and decades. And the reason I mention her is she is the inspiration for two very different characters in two very different films, both of which are quite well known can you tell me what they are with the added hint that one of those characters has already been mentioned on this show, which is what made me think of this question. Huh. Kira, do you have anything? Either the lady from Titanic or baby Peggy. Those are- <laughs> <laughs> the lady from Titanic is correct. Old Rose. Mm-hmm. Old, Rose. Old Rose is okay. was inspired by, you know, 90-year-old Beatrice Wood who lived down the block from James Cameron in Southern California and was... Whose you know, name is you, Gloria, Gloria. Yeah, not Gloria Graham. but No, I keep to... wanting to say Gloria Swanson, which of course <laughs> it's not, despite all the water. Yeah. Uh, is, so, the other, is the other it, one anti-mame? No. Okay, I was Good thinking guess, Bohemian, though. all right. Okay, so but I'll, another. I'll, I'll tell you the other, the other film was made not by an American filmmaker, and the character is not, I think, American. But maybe I'm a, wrong. I haven't seen it, it in years. Is it a Fellini film, perhaps? No, but in the, but in that you're in the right vein. It's okay. not Fellini. It's another great European uh, filmmaker of that generation. All right. So repeat the uh, what we're so missing here. Beatrice Wood, who as a young woman spent some scandalous times in Europe, being a bohemian free love artist poet, Potter, and ended up being um, a very elaborate, very old ninety year old Potter 
for whom uh, the character of Old Rose in Titanic, on whom that character was modeled, was also the inspiration for this other character in a famous mid-century uh, French film. Right. Oh, I'll I'll guess. How about the character in Jules and Jim? Played by, do you remember? Uh, yes, uh, Jean Moreau. That is correct. Yeah, and I don't remember her name in the I movie, don't either. But, but I fell in love with I sure fell in love with her. That's wouldn't sure. you though? Wouldn't now, you? Yeah. I, I, so I Jean Juliet. I think is that her name? Isn't it? That sounds plausible. Jules and Jim and Juliet. I can't anyway, remember. that's that's anyway, very good. Yes, the same. Those two characters, based Amazing. inspired by the same the same oh, woman at that. different times in her life. That's good. Yeah. So, Kira, I'm going to you now. We have time to get your shorter medium question in before we go back to the phones. What All you right. Mean? Let's talk George Santos. I want to talk about his. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't want to talk about his more political lies. Uh, let's let's go with some of the fun entertainment ones. Um, what? So George Santos, according to George Santos, was the star of a uh, team sport while at Baruch College, a college he never actually attended. Uh, <laughs> what team sport? What what is to, to the get sport? this straight? What sport did he not play on? What, right. What sport was he not the star of? And uh, he was not featured, as a matter of fact, not featured in two Disney Channel shows. What what shows did he claim that he had been featured in? That uh, or or at least had a part in. I think he just claimed a part. Uh, in these, Josh, you know, you know, maybe just um, I don't know anything about the Disney. The Baruch College is handball, isn't it? Nope, no, it's volleyball. Well, oh, volleyball is. And I heard yes. somebody quip that if you're going to lie about being at a sport, would you really pick volleyball? <laughs> it's, it's probably a good choice. Well, no, it's genius. No one, nobody yeah, knows. Who would doubt it? Yeah. yeah. I don't know the Disney ones at all. But somebody on the phone, Josh, do you have a guess on that? I don't. I don't not at there all. are two Disney Channel shows that he has. Uh, claimed to have I don't had a, a role in maybe it was just a, a one-off role i'm guessing probably but uh all right yeah well we'll go to we'll go to a call and see what our callers have good morning and welcome to minds over matter hello 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 you're, hello, you're on the air hi this is dario from berkeley um last two welcome. sports teams mm-hmm. um are the minnesota wild and the tampa bay lightning Right. Uh, so Tampa Bay Lightning is definitely on my list. Minnesota Wild, are, isn't that a soccer team? What is it? Uh, I think believe that's hockey. <gasps> really? Did I miss that one? <laughs> okay. Take Maybe. a bell. So, there, so there's ten. Embarrassed. We're still missing um, one. Yeah. Ding ding on the bell. Yes, so and good. Tampa Bay Lightning is absolutely correct. Okay. All right. How did nice. I miss that? Thank you for that. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Let's take another call. Hello and welcome. You're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, it's uh, Hayes, San Francisco. Good morning, guys. Welcome. Good morning to you. Um, uh, the uh, product placement for Fleabag, is that a can of gin and tonic? It is a can of gin and tonic. <laughs> in a can. Not a specific one, just a general one. And I remember her drinking those. Very good. Dave and then I thought, for that. Yeah. Thanks. And then I thought for E.T. it was actually flying bikes. I guess I was wrong about that one. <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't, sales didn't increase as much as, as they did uh, Reese's Pieces. Very good guess. And then, and then I was going to come up with the answer about the New Year's for uh, Vietnam, because if it, Chinese is wabbit season, shouldn't Vietnam be duck season? Hmm. <laughs> Don't know. Oh, that's an old joke. A <laughs> uh, quick question. A quick question. Uh, 
Ukraine is asking everyone else for tanks at the moment, but the Ukrainian soldiers who are going to be in the tanks are specifically asking for the British Challenger tank for one specific reason. Do you know what that is? Is it right side drive? Um, well, it's based on the fact that Sun Tzu in the art of war said, warrior who pees inside can avoid arrows. That's a clue. That's a clue? So yep. They have, they have I, internal bathrooms? That the other they have toilets. Have? They have toilets in the tank. Really? Wow. Yep. Now that's that's, quite a, that's, that's first class. That's first class. That tanks. is pretty good. They <laughs> also have the ability to boil water for tea in the British tank. Tank, of course. So. Yeah, but oh, now so I want to know about all the tanks that don't have toilets. <laughs> what 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 happens there? They have to get out, and that's not a good idea in the middle of a battle, that's, is it? Boy, I would think not. Yeah. Or <laughs> that they actually going? use they use um, uh, bottles and. Uh, ammo cartridge cases which would be a bit unfortunate but never mind okay. anyway good show <laughs> and uh, well, i hope i hope dana's having fun wherever he is yeah we'll find out and he'll be back next week and give us a report thank you caller great thanks for thanks. your question thanks. hayes yep thank you and let's take another call good morning you're on minds over matter welcome good morning good morning can you hear me Hello. we can can you hear us yeah alex from san francisco Hey, Alex. Hi. I have the answer to your Gone with the Wind question. Oh, tell me. So first and foremost was Paulette Goddard. It's true. The great Paulette Goddard. He was Who right else? behind Vivian Lee. Yes. For the was. role. She almost had it. He did. Then it would she be did. Joan Bennett. Yes. And Gene Arthur. Gene Arthur was the big surprise to me. The great, yeah. So was yeah, Joan so Bennett. Correct. Paulette Goddard, <laughs> who apparently was uh, the, the producer wanted, and then Gene Arthur and Joan Bennett were the others. You, you have great Gone with the Wind knowledge. Three bells. Ding, well, ding, ding. I also know on an inside story is that George Cukor really wanted Catherine Hepburn. Oh, of course. Which is very yeah, bizarre. Of course he did. That's right. Yeah. Well, it turned out that they cast it pretty well. Thank you. Do you have another great. question or answer? Uh, no. I, nope. That's it. Just wanted to let okay, you know. Very good. Have a good weekend. Have a great day, guys. Yeah, we have Thank time you. for another call. Damien, uh, put us on. Good morning, and welcome to Minds Over Matter. I'm calling in. Can't hear you. Oh. Speak up. You there? Hello? Oops. No. Damien, the person you just said that he's calling in? Oh, is he gone? <laughs> uh, we have another call. Good morning. Oh, okay. I have a question then for you guys. This one might be more up here as alley. I don't know. So for some reason, this is a font question. And for some reason, I want to know the reason, uh, Calibri, the font called Calibri, is very much in the news this week. Why is it in the news, both politically and, and then also typographically? So oh, Calibri, did somebody fake another thing that wasn't, uh, that was written in a font that was uh, too new for whatever? No. 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 The, I don't have all the details, but I did see this news story, the the U.S. State Department, was it, I think, yes. uh, made an announcement that they were switching all their uh, uh, documents over to Calibri because uh, they didn't want anybody taking aerial photographs. That's not the reason I heard. It's a joke. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> aerial photographs. Air, okay, aerial. Um, <laughs> All right, well, I thought, but I, I don't know what I don't know what they used to be using. Oh, Times Times New Roman, and yeah. and there was some uh, 
Wink and Blinken and Nod put out a press release that said uh, some made some joke about the the Times New Roman are a changing or something like that. <laughs> you're you're good with the puns. And the the real reason was one is sans serif, and apparently uh -huh. Times New Roman is hard for accessibility that readers won't pick it up. And uh -huh. Calibri is, and Kira, you probably know whether it's serif or non serif. It doesn't have any ends on the letters, and therefore it's much easier for people who need uh, readers. Uh, and people have limited vision to see. So he decreed that all the future messages from the State Department would be from Calibri. Very good. Uh, Damien, we have another call. Should we ask each other a question? Yep, we do. Hello, and welcome to Minds Over Matter. If you'd like to make... Hello. Hello? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Um, I have an answer to the... Um, what was said the first of the month? Oh, please. Rabbit, rabbit. Uh, that is, so yes, that is, an, uh, that is another version of rabbits, rabbits, rabbits. Um, the version that I'm looking for, which was one person's uh, quote, is also a literary character, if that helps. No, it doesn't. I thought I was going to get the answer as to why rabbit rabbit was <laughs> a thing to say. Well, rabbit the first is of the, the second word, if that is in any way helpful. So it's blank rabbit. No, I don't have anything You are correct, else. though. You, you are correct that that is a thing that is said to bring good luck on the first of the month. So, you want to give, uh, Kira, do you want to give a hint? Because we're close to the end. Yeah, Al Alice in Wonderland. Oh, oh, white rabbit. White rabbits is what yeah. he says. So uh, Simon Winchester says. So say the whole phrase. Uh, just white rabbits. You okay. wake up, and the first thing that you say on uh, the first day of the month when you wake up is white rabbits, or rabbits, 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 or rabbits, rabbits, uh, and it's supposed to bring good luck for the rest of the month. Oh, very nice. Thank you, caller. Great. And I'm looking at the time here, so I think we'll go for the. We'll fill in what we missed here. Kira, what do you have? All right. Okay. The character who sells magic peelers to the people of Mount Judge, Pennsylvania, is Harry Rabbit Angstrom from the Rabbit Run series. Oh, the character who was offered a gig hosting rap battles at the shelter was Jimmy B. Rabbit, uh, played by Eminem in Eight Mile. Uh, the character voiced by Kevin Clash, aka Elmo, uh, is the who is the the bellhop at the Furry Arms Hotel. That is Benny Rabbit, yeah. and I think that's all I have. So Bugs didn't make the list, huh? No, he's a bunny. Yeah, oh, bunny. Uh, right. And the, uh, the the two Disney Channel shows that George Santos was never on were Hannah Montana and The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. <laughs> he, he was also not on many others, right? But those were the only ones those he claimed ones to be on. Yeah. Oh, very good. Uh, okay. The, Josh, only sport, the only sporting team that I, nobody got that doesn't end in S is the Seattle Kraken, the new Ooh. team from the National Hockey League. That's all I got. Wow. Bring in the Kraken. And yep. I think I just have the product placement from Bridgerton. And it was Needleworks kit, especially ones based in the United Kingdom, rose 30% after people watched Bridgerton. Wow. Anyway, that is us. That is Minds Over Manor. I want to thank Damian Miner for doing the board. Josh Cosman, music critic from San Francisco Chronicle. Kira Pace, editor. I am a technical editor. I'm Lori Fisher from Diablo Valley College and other places. This has been Minds Over Manor, and we look forward to Dana returning next week. And thank you all for listening. Thank you for being in the morning show. Let us know through email, mindsovermatter1 at gmail. Anything, comments you have about the show, any questions we missed, what you think about the theme song. And have a great week, everybody. Take care of yourselves.